0: Welcome to the Sandbox. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Sandbox Cooperative Podcast.
1: I'm Chris. And I'm Dave. And before we dive into today's topic, just a quick reminder that our next Sandbox Live event will be on October 30th with Regina Mustafa, founder of Community Interfaith Dialogue on Islam in Rochester, Minnesota. We'll talk about the importance of interfaith dialogue and why it is essential for us to be in relationship with those who aren't like us. If you're interested in
0: hearing more, we'll have some details at the end of this episode, or you can find out what you need on our website,
1: sandboxcooperative.com. So last summer, as we've been talking about, we were on this big road trip out to San Francisco, had a great time, uh, lots of beef jerky, lots of licorice on the way. (laughs) Lots of good road trip snacks. Lots of them. And then we eventually got to talk with our, and and reconnect with our old friend, Mark Scandrett. Yeah, so Mark was one of the uh, first
0: guests on our sandbox live events. And uh, when we were out in San Francisco, he and his wife, Lisa had just gotten back from a trip to Istanbul. Uh, so got to hear a little bit about that and reconnect with them. And, and it was great. Um, so good. Yep. Yeah. And there was, we got, we got talking, we uh, we were hearing from him a little bit about his new book that he's got coming out that the two of them wrote. And, I, and Haley, who we interviewed uh, a while ago, also wrote part of this book and, and helped them with that. Uh, this new book called belonging and becoming that's going to coming out, be coming out here in the end of October.
1: You know, it was great to learn from from Mark about this book. He has such an interesting take on what it is to be family and the way that we can be more intentional with one another, whether it's a coupled uh, relationship or whether it's a couple and, and as well as children. It was so great to, to learn from them, and I can't wait to, to read the book when it comes out. Absolutely. So for now, let's
0: dig into our conversation with Mark Scandrett in episode 30, Belonging and Becoming.
1: Welcome, Mark Scandrett. The Sandbox Cooperative Podcast. Our second live event we ever did. And we're now in your space.
2: Awesome. You're in my bedroom. You're in the bedroom. <laughs> you're, with, you're in the bedroom
1: with Mark's canvas. You're, you're,
2: <laughs> you're in the reimagined world headquarters. Oh, <laughs> there it is. Yeah. There you A go. lot happens in this room. All yeah. right. All right. Podcasts, meetings, books get written. Mm. That's good stuff. Lisa yeah, and I sleep great. in here.
1: <laughs> there it is.
0: <laughs> oh, So... I think just, we're just curious, what what is it that you're working on these days? What is it that is getting you excited and getting you up
2: in the morning? Yeah. Well, um, Lisa and I just finished uh, a book we co-wrote um, called Belonging and Becoming, Creating a Thriving Family Culture. And um, I learned this after my first book. I, it was called Soul Graffiti. So
1: mm-hmm. what's
2: that about? Who knows? <laughs> so, so it's pretty clear from the title what this book is yeah, yeah. about. Right. It's about creating a thriving family culture. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so it comes out in uh early October. And so you wrote it together, yes. How was that process? A lot harder than writing a book by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's not half the work, it's twice. Yeah, I work. bet. I bet. Yeah. Um, so we. We um, we've been working on it for about three years. Okay, and working on the material for about twenty five years before that. You know, including in that work
1: on the material just by living it, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So tell us about it. What? What you guys?
2: Yeah. So, um, so what, I'll will t- tell you a little bit about why we wrote we wrote it. Um, we, when we were in our twenties, we felt. Invited into maybe a, a less conventional kind of life and like a, a life trying to seek after what does it mean to be a follower of the way of Jesus in the, mm-hmm. in uh, contemporary society and and that um, took us on a lot of adventures and I think a lot of people th- people think well when you have kids that then you really have to you can't dream about. Um, A life of adventure Mm -hmm. you need to settle down and provide and at right at the time when that seemed to be the right impulse or you know Mm -hmm. what made sense instead we're like when we had one two and three-year-old we're like let's let's uproot from living in northern minnesota and relocate to an urban neighborhood in san francisco Mm -hmm. and (laughs) try something totally new Mm. and um we we think that that actually was really great for our family um to to be on an adventure and kind of have a uh sense of a higher higher calling and purpose Mm -hmm. together kind of a purpose together as a family yeah yeah that this was something it wasn't just something that mom or dad was was doing but that there was something that was going to be in this for all of us that Mm. this was our our destiny Mm -hmm. together the, and that we'd all be shaped by by that um i think another one of the um so we want we, we wanted to write to families to say hey you know have an imagination for what life could be mm-hmm. and um, we were right at a time in our lives as well where i was i was working full time lisa was home with because we had real young ones and we're like whoa life isn't Life isn't going the way we thought it would. Like Mm -hmm. we had big dreams and ideals and it's all like right now it doesn't seem like it it seems like if we can get enough sleep and get the laundry done, Mm -hmm. um, we're doing good. And um, so it helped us at that time to really talk and think together about um, what really matters to us Mm -hmm. and how can we, how can we even in these days live out of our deeper dreams and values?
1: Just to be completely intentional as you know just as the uh, the primary relationship in the household in a sense with each other just yeah. to say okay well, what's uh, what's what are our hopes and dreams and, and and to go for them because i think man i don't know how, how often do you hear well as soon as that first kid comes by in 18 to 20 years, you can start to, think, right. you know, think for yourself again.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think, you know, uh, my, at least my sense is we, um, some of the mess- the most dominant messages in our society um, actually take us away from the things that really help us thrive mm. in mm. life. Um, so some of it has to do with like how we use time. Some of it's how we use- We use money and we can either let the messages that we receive in the, in the culture. And some of them are deep inside of us. We can let those drive our decisions about life and relationships and and family, or we can start with an imagination for what life could be and say, how do we let's, let's imagine what, what the best of life could be, what God's inviting us into. And then Um, examine how we'll use the tools of time and money and location to support those things, rather than letting time or or money or a certain job decide how Mm. we live our lives.
1: You know, it's been a couple months since we had this conversation with Mark. And as I think about it, it, it raises a question for me. What drives your quest? What is it? Is it your watch? Is it your calendar? Is it your, your bank account? You know, as I was revisiting this, this interview, it just made me remember uh, a few years back, right as we were about to have our first child, people would say things to me like, man, you're going to have to wait 20 years before you're going to get to do anything interesting ever again. And that sounded like the worst thing. Like, I'm going to have to wait 20 years to do anything interesting. Yeah, that does sound terrible. <laughs> I mean, we're having a family, and we want to do these awesome things together. But I, I get the spirit of where that's coming from. It's just wrong. Well, right. I think it's,
0: it's really easy to get caught up in that model of, of what our culture expects and that we think – somehow our family is supposed to look exactly like that or, mm-hmm. or directly replicate that. And even so far as what expenses we're supposed to have, do we need to provide this particular thing that our family is going to use? Do we have to have cable? Do we have to have a cell phone? Do we, you know, like all of those just things that become expected because of the situation around us and how we think that that our, our families need to reflect that. And it's just not really true for, if we're living on purpose and, and following those deeper dreams
1: that Mark is talking about. And then it becomes, uh, should we uh, connect to those deeper dreams? It's, it's about what we get to do and get to be mm. a part of and, and what we get to experience together. And that's where I think the magic is.
0: Absolutely. And I think that allows you to ask the question, you know, what happens when you and your family in whatever shape, whatever, whatever size, whoever that is for you, when that family comes together, what can you do uniquely as a group that you
1: couldn't do By yourself. Mm -hmm. And certainly things change once you have kids. International travel and going to shows, and and while that's not impossible, uh, they become harder. Um, (laughs) Going out for dinner is hard when you've got little kids. I'm looking over here at Kirsten, our producer. I mean, to go out with a two-year-old, to go uh, out with a a three-year-old, it's it's sometimes just not an awesome thing to be a part of. But the adventure uh, transcends this. At any age, you can have a sense of quest, whether you have kids or whether you don't, and it starts with imagination. Am I driven uh, by the bank account, by the calendar, by my watch? What can we create and make together, and then shape the bank account and calendar around that?
2: So,
0: one of the things that I'm uh, pretty interested in is is just the way that um, a family can un- can uniquely come together for a purpose. You know, your question of, of um, how do we want to show up in the world mm-hmm. is is really. Uh, pretty valuable to me i think um so what kinds of things are you seeing around that specifically or
2: or that maybe for your family in particular or just in general that have yeah um let me say one other thing about and this might be a good kind of uh, gateway to doing this is um we found it really helpful to once a year we sort of have a state of the family conversation um for us it happens at on a, a walk towards the golden gate bridge along the Marina green. Okay. It's not a bad spot to have a yeah. conversation like that. Yeah. Um, and <clears throat> we'll ask a couple of questions. One would be what was great about this past year in our, in our life together? What was, what can we celebrate? And I'll usually take notes on my phone. So we have a record of this and then we'll say what, 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 what didn't work about this year? Like, what sucked about this year? Mm-hmm. What What is it that we really wouldn't want to? We We don't want to have that be part of our lives mm. in the coming year. And And then we say, uh, maybe a third question is: when we think about the coming year, what are the things? What do we want life to feel like and look like, if possible? And then from that, we come up with five sort of tangible like t- five goals for the year or priorities for the year um and it, it can be things like hey we need some we need to make some household repairs mm-hmm. we've we we um we've got to we've we've got to make some new choices about money um uh we're at this stage in uh, our parenting life and we're, we're we're moving from grade school to teenage and th- so we want to focus on making that transition with our mm-hmm. kids well. Um, or it could be something like, we got to work on our physical health, you know, our holistic health and make uh, diet, exercise or whatever. And <clears throat> um, that, uh, doing that, we try and revisit that um, during our family meetings. Say on January 1st, we looked at these things and identified these as if, if we get anything done this year, it's going to be these five things that are really important. And I think that's helped us to get at some of those intentional ways of living mm-hmm. together. Mm-hmm. So, for instance, one of our um, this might, this is another exercise from the book, but it's to do um, to create a family purpose statement. And most people when when they do this activity they're going to come up with some deeper values most of us Mm -hmm. don't say yeah my our goal in life is to work a nine-to-five job (laughs) make enough to retire and send our kids to college like Mm -hmm. usually when you ask the bigger question what is what is the purpose of our family it's not that Uh, right for, for especially for a person of faith it's going to be Um, things like to love God and to, to, to love what God has made, you know, to Mm -hmm. do justice, love mercy, walk humbly. So how are we as a, as a household uniquely made to do that? What's our, what's our frequency Mm -hmm. on those Mm -hmm. sorts of things? Mm -hmm. So, um, um, hospitalities have been a big one for our family. And, um, so when our kids were coming up, we, we wanted to offer radical welcome to people who are in suffering and struggle, and mm. um, and so at times we've had people who are um, in recovery or um, from childhood trauma or addiction come and live with us. Um, we wanted to ha- we wanted to be good neighbors to our, our neighbors, and um, so there's been there was a time period where we were having monthly picnics with our neighbors without homes. Um, mm. Underneath the freeway about six blocks from here. And so that that family meeting venue gave us the space to talk about th- this together and to say, hey, hospitality is something we really value as a family. Mm. Um, it's gonna probably look like sometimes um, we're gonna have we're gonna have you're gonna give up your room to let somebody else sleep in it or we're going to have people over to our house in the couple evenings Mm. a week. And we want to help talking to the kids here. We want to help you guys, you know, like know how to ask good questions. And, Mm -hmm. um, we're going to introduce you to people as they come in and you, you don't have to always be in the conversation, but say hello. Mm -hmm. And, um, if you have something you want to share a a drawing or a song you've been working on, Mm -hmm. we'd love for you to do that. Um, you know, um, yeah. and, and so what, it wouldn't just be mom or dad having somebody over, but something that we all um, kind of participated in together and giving, giving the kids the vision for that, I think mm. helps. Mm. And, uh, another one that comes to mind is, <clears throat> Lisa and I had read this book, um, oh man, what was it called? Um, Fast Food Nation. Okay. Is that what they made that there's a documentary about? Yes. Or and, connected. And it was about how the fast food industry affects the workers, the land, the, the, the farmers, the animals. Mm-hmm. And, um, at the time the book was written, a lot of injustice was happening in, uh, on all those levels. And then there was a, um, there was a kid's version of the book that came out. Um, struggling to remember the name of it right now mm. but we read it together as a family and then we said what would it w- what do you guys think do, would we want to change our practices around food mm. and why would we why would we do that and our family ca- came to like something we owned together and the kids mm-hmm. were like they were really upset about how the animals were treated and how how the workers You know we're treated in those industries, and um, so I said, "Well, what it's going to mean is like we go on a road trip, and we're not going to just stop at the place off the freeway because those are the places we go. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we're going to have to either um, pay a bit more to go to a sit-down place, or we're going to have to pack a picnic, and you're going to have to be okay with." carrots and hummus and those sorts of things <laughs> instead of hamburgers and french fries mm-hmm. okay so we all kind of yeah. held mm-hmm. the okay, okay yeah yeah this is a decision we're yeah i think we're willing to make to yeah. make some of those shifts yeah.
0: it feels like a lot to me too that that just those kinds of of conversations and decisions just putting i mean the tendency i think is just to forget or to not pay attention to talk about them yeah you know and it, it's um in some ways, it's not, I mean, not that it's not challenging to have some of those conversations, but in some ways, the, the concept is not hard, right? Like, we just, yeah. we, we need to stop and talk about it. Um, but it also, those conversations, having those, I think really opens us up to seeing the ability to, to yeah. make meaning around our lives yeah. a little differently uh, than just, you know, like you, you were saying earlier, the nine to five and, well, is that really what I want? Yeah. Um, but pausing long enough to to actually express that as a, as a group of people living together as a
2: family yeah, uh, is, is pretty, pretty powerful. Yeah, Livin', l- living with intention. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of magic to being able to talk about the things that matter together, parents, mm-hmm. parent on parent, and as whole families, and come to those yeah. agreements.
0: So what about family meetings? What about getting together to talk about how we're living to make sure it lines up with who we want to be. We heard Mark say this months ago. And for me, at least we haven't gotten together and, to have one.
1: Yeah. We, you know what? Uh, we haven't either in, in our household. And, and I think about the house that I grew up in, a great house to grow up in. Right. The only time we had family meetings is when dad was shifting jobs or mm-hmm. we were moving and, and neither, neither of those things happened very often at all. So Yeah. You know, Well, and I think what I hear Mark saying as well is just that it doesn't have to look the same.
0: Mm -hmm. And so what I hear him talking about at at our best when he's describing family meetings is actually talking about ritual. You know, we have a, a, a tendency to throw out ritual because we think it's not helpful. And a lot of times it isn't because we don't know why we're doing something. But at its best, ritual is that very specific time where we come back and we refocus. And that's what I hear him saying in the family meetings is how are we bringing our lives together and centering and deciding that this is actually the way that we want to live for the next week. And we'll see each other Mm -hmm. again, you know, seven days from now and see how it's going and maybe continue to refocus ourselves.
1: I also hear the importance of intentionality in this and and being intentional about the thing. And if we can be intentional about staff meetings, Chris, you and I are often sitting in staff meetings. And that's that's part of the ebb and flow of of life uh, in our workplace. Well, it's also... It can be the ebb and flow of life uh, as a family and, and what better place to be intentional, right. Uh, than your family.
2: This gets at the second practice of the three core kind of skills that we talk about in the book. And that is, um, the ability, um, uh, the practice of self-reflection or cultivating self awareness. Hmm. And, um, uh, aside from kind of the sort of structural relationships in a family each person has um has things driving their behavior and their decisions right and so i want to be a really good uh um, partner and father but i'm not always mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's it's because of you know things some might call it the false self or or um, mm-hmm. like the the brokenness and struggle that's inside of me mm-hmm. that affects my ability to show up in good and helpful ways in my family, and so if I can t- to have the space and take the time to have that kind of honesty and self reflection, and we can talk about honestly mm-hmm. together about those things in family, mm-hmm. then that helps. That helps us to gives us a chance to develop some new scripts. Um to receive grace Mm -hmm. from one another for the things that we struggle with. Mm -hmm. Here's an example for me. Um, Years ago, there was this guy who would just show up at our door without knocking, walk into our house, and then start in a very harsh tone ordering people around Pick that up. Why isn't this done? Look, pick up those dishes, and we would all think, "Who is this guy? And wh- what is he th- right? Does he think he has to come into our house and treat us this way?" It just wrecks the whole vibe of the house. Mm-hmm. And um, our kids gave this guy a nickname. This they w- when he would show up, they'd say, "Oh, it's Crabby Dad." And so <laughs> we're t- we're talking about Mark Scandrett here. <laughs> I would get to the point where. I just had I'd, I'd like blown my top, right? Mm-hmm. And in the moment, I I could I would want to pray, God, like make me a better person right now. Fill me with love and peace so I can show up in good ways to my family. And um what what I slowly dawned on me was God can't answer that prayer because I have done everything Necessary to become Crabby Dad. like like it, like Crabby Dad is a result of my whole pattern and way of life, how I think and what drives me and what I do. so I um so it was it was disarming and helpful to name it Mm -hmm. crabby dad showing up again Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we could kind of make it (laughs) have a little fun with it right but on a very in a very serious way i had to ask what is it that makes crabby dad show up so often Mm. and what i came to was crabby dad shows up when i work too many hours when i don't take a sabbath when i um don't don't eat well too much caffeine, sugary snacks, um, when when I don't exercise, when when I stay up late because I worked so long, because I feel like I need this calming down. So I watch a movie at ten o'clock at night that takes me to midnight, and then I still have to get up early in the morning or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, why is Mark scanret so busy? And why does not he take care of himself? Because of these scripts that are driving me. I, I need to make my mark in the world. My s- sense of self is based on how I think other people see me. Mm-hmm. And what if I've achieved the sense of goals or success that I, I had in mind that would make me feel valid as a person. Um, and so I realized if, if I don't want Krabby Dad to show up, I need to deal with those scripts about my identity and I need to change. I need to take some steps to address those mm. habits
0: and you need to do it first. You so, know,
2: you need to do it first.
0: You know, I think that, that our, our tendency is to, well, I'll get to that. I'll rest at the end of the day. Oh yeah, will, yeah. I'll, uh, you know, whatever I'll, I'll prepare for that thing in the morning instead of before I yeah to bed. you know, like the, we're always waiting because eventually we're going to have enough time. Yeah. And instead of, um, spending the time now, to be very specific about okay, here's how I want this yeah. to be, and here's the pattern I need to set so that it actually finds its way yeah. in my day.
2: And I think there's something theological here, like in how I learned to be Christian. the The sense was, well, there's devotional activities like having having time in Scripture or prayer. Um, but I I began to see actually my worship. Is how I live my whole life. That's what Paul mm-hmm. said in uh, Romans twelve. It's it's what you, how you live in your body, and how you live in your mind. So, I ne- I need to expand my understanding of my devotion to say, par- my devotion also involves how I care for my body, getting enough sleep, mm-hmm. fe- feeding my body in health healthy ways, as well. So, oh. I started taking some steps, and um, the the kids began to notice that Krabby Dad wasn't showing up as much. Mm. And um, I think in our family, it created a precedent that mom and dad make mistakes and they, um, they have struggles and they're committed to uh, a, a path of, and a journey of growth. And we've seen change happen for mom and dad. We can also t- be on that journey ourselves mm. too. I'm not saying he never shows up, and Krabby Dad never shows up anymore. <laughs> right. But very much less frequently <laughs> than he used to oh, show up. Awesome. Oh, that's good, and
1: I love the way you've uh, per- personified that. Um, we found out first. I was like terrified that somebody was just like I know, I
2: like, but that's what it felt like. Yeah. A stranger. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even mm. know him. One, but- well, if and if that's not if that's not who you, who you want to be, you
0: know, that's
1: yeah.
2: But, yeah. And I think that's why, like if you're at a social event or a party, if the topic of family comes up, it's a pretty charged conversation. There's a few people who had charmed experiences in family, but most of us, it's been a very mixed and sometimes painful experience. And I think part of that is um, these people know us too well. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, uh, most of the time I can, I can, if i'm out in public i can show you the part parts of me i want to show but my family knows me when i'm tired sick sad Mm -hmm. depressed stressed out and um and so they they act like a mirror kind of showing me Mm. where where i'm at and that's very vulnerable and it's often embarrassing (laughs) Mm -hmm. so at its best we can create an environment in our families that is full of grace where we mm. we hold each other's brokenness and really honor each other's um, belovedness uh, and and celebrate both those, both those things together, mm. um, not a, you know hold the tension of those two things. In mm. you know, listening to Mark, what does this
1: look like? Caring for your whole self as an act of of devotion. It, honestly, it sounds a lot like uh, what we heard our other friends from this this road trip that we were on uh, from episode twenty nine at C D Health. Uh, caring for the whole self, mind, body, and spirit. Absolutely, that there's a whole person that
0: needs to be taken care of. Or sometimes these things come out sideways, and we don't really intend them to be like that.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It reminds me of, I mean he was talking about that, that guy that just kind of breaks into his house and just kind of wreaks <laughs> havoc. That guy came to my house last week. Crabby uh, dad, totally <laughs> there. Uh, I, I love the way that he made that so accessible that, yeah, yeah, that's me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. when I'm not taking I, care of my there. stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it in part, it's kind of goes back to what you hear when you're on an air, you know, on an air airplane and and the the flight attendants are giving you the instructions in case of a loss of cabin pressure the the thing drops from the ceiling and and make sure that you you take care of yourself before you help somebody else because if you take care of somebody else first uh you're no good you're You're not not breathing good yeah yeah so Mm. we need to be self-aware we need to be taking care of ourselves in the process
2: There's a th- third skill, a okay. uh, core skill, and we call that one whole family activities. Um, and this would be some kind of weekly or every couple of days venue for the family to everyone in the family together to have some experiences of, of learning life projects and fun mm-hmm. together. Um, so in our family, a lot of this happened around the dinner table. Mm-hmm. Dinner, you know, four nights a week, five nights a week. Everybody just knew it's not just about getting the food in, but we're going to hear about each other's days, um, talk about whatever's going on in the news a bit, mm-hmm. um, maybe um, reflect on or meditate on, on some scripture together, sing a song. Um, when In our family, when our kids were small, um, we would we would read a chapter of the scriptures together or, and people would color or play with Legos and then we'd talk about it or act out one of the, um, a story that we'd reflected on. Mm-hmm. But, um, it's, so some things are good to happen at a table, but it can also be things like, hey, we have a weekly trip to the beach mm-hmm. or um, we, have a, we have rhythms like family night where we, in, in our family we call it pizza pop and popcorn okay and um it was you know something that could be counted on that as the whole family we're going to be together doing something we enjoy we had to change the language when we moved to california because people don't say pop they don't say pop right yeah so it doesn't the ppp doesn't quite (laughs) (laughs) work (laughs) nice yeah so
1: so this was uh you said how many nights you know like this is it it's once a week it's you said but dinner is like three or four times yeah i
2: think just the 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 point is having a sense of um uh, having having some a plan for when are the times we're gonna be all together Mm -hmm. learning serving having fun yeah yeah and uh, um i i i think one of the things that we we feel like it's important to say is that um this is why the the i think the the project of, of family is much bigger than just parenting because parent is, par- parenting is about parent and child um this is more about creating a whole family culture mm-hmm. like not just between one parent and one child but how are we together as a as a community mm-hmm. and what is what does the community need to do to be sustained, in vision, in encouragement, in fun mm-hmm. and relaxation, and learning, and so we we try um, we've tried to, I guess, develop life rhythms that would reflect those things, mm-hmm. and so the how how often the how often right is uh, you know the question of kind of rhythms and, right and um, a thriving family finds rhythms. For for connecting and doing life together, that work for them
1: mm-hmm. rhythms and, and and a sense of balance through mm-hmm. it all as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: And when you know what you're about, it's a lot easier to say yes or no to things to help you have a sustainable rhythm for life. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and those rhythms are really great, especially for kids, because it gives them a sense of what they can count on.
1: Expectations and yeah. how you can be consistent through it all, and um, you know, so so crucial. I think it was the one and only kid president who said, "Let's make something awesome together." When we are motivated, we think about doing this in the workplace, in our schools, with friends, and collaborators of all kinds. But when was the last time you thought of this as as an impulse? as a mission for your household, your significant other, your kids. Let's make something awesome together. We have the ability to build and make something beautiful together in our households, as couples, as families. Part of making something excellent is to learn from our inevitable failures and to celebrate our successes. But as Mark said, it's ultimately having a vision, a sense of what you and your household are all about knowing what your purpose is, naming your hopes and your dreams. And then with a clear sense of purpose, some intentionality and some love, you can move forward together. With a sense of who you are as a household and what you are seeking, it is so much easier to say yes and to say no, to have a sustainable rhythm for life. And I would add, to have a life that is just a little bit sweeter and maybe just a little more awesome too. Maybe that's what it is to belong and to become the kind of people, the kind of individuals, couples, and families that we have been created to be. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sandbox Cooperative
0: Podcast. I'm so thankful we were able to spend some time with Mark in San Francisco earlier this summer uh, and have him join us for this interview. And I hope this conversation was helpful for you and your family. I think it's always good to take time and examine how we're living and if it lines up with the people we want to be.
1: Yeah. And if you're interested in hearing more about Mark's work, be sure to visit markscandret.com, or find the new book, Belonging and Becoming, Creating a Thriving Family Culture, available beginning on October 27th, just a few weeks from now. Also, don't forget to join us on October 30th for our next live event with Regina Mustafa, founder of Community Interfaith Dialogue on Islam here in Rochester, Minnesota. You know, I'm really looking forward to this event. I think Regina has a great
0: way of encouraging healthy dialogue, and I hope you don't miss it. If you're near Rochester, Minnesota, meet us at Studio 324 downtown. Doors will open at 6.30 p.m., and the event begins at 7 o'clock
1: Central Standard Time. And if you're outside the Rochester area, head to sandboxcooperative.com a few minutes before 7, Central Standard Time, and you'll be able to watch and participate from there. For any other details you might need, just check out our website at sandboxcooperative.com. And as always, share this podcast with someone who might like it. There's always more room in the sandbox. Until next time, we'll see you. Bye. Please watch your step
2: as you exit the sandbox.